And now, it's time for the Dad Bod Rap Pod with your hosts, Damone Carter, David Ma, and Nate LeBlanc. Dad Bod Rap Pod, episode 169. My name is Damone Carter, aka Dem1. I am joined by my two podcast brethren here in Zoom, Mr. Nate LeBlanc. How's it going, man? Yo, hey, Damone Carter. Hello, David Ma. Um, I'm doing good. It's a good day. Yeah, yeah. Can't complain, right? Good weather. Uh, Mr. David Ma, how goes it? Yo, what's up, fellas? Hello, Damone Carter. Hello, Nate LeBlanc. We're being very official. Um, <laughs> I'm doing all right. Um, had a pretty decent weekend. Shout out to all the mothers. Um, happy Mother's yeah. Day. Yeah. And um, other than that, man, just another uh, sunny day in the Bay Area, trying to keep my um, allergies under wraps and, you know, yeah. not yeah. not ask people for key bumps of Claritin. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it's it's it was a good weekend. Um, shout out to all the hot moms. I love when people start posting and I'm like, oh, that's your mom's day. <laughs> hey, save, save that for the Reddit. All right. Yeah, <laughs> we have we. We have a Reddit, apparently. Um, I'm going to, you know, full dad bod admission here. I'm not super hip to how Reddit works. I only hear about it in terrible circumstances. Like everything I've ever heard or read about Reddit is just always something awful. But apparently we've been verified, authorized. Nate, explain. Uh, There is a fan born listener, I should say. I don't like the term fan um listener some listeners a, a, a core group of listeners has made a subreddit which is how reddit um organizes itself um okay. it's our are there dom reddits too or no <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> could not resist I, I definitely guess. yes there are okay uh, okay yeah uh so yeah it's uh one of one of the millions of subreddits is one about our little podcast it's a big moment um, everybody check it out. It's uh, experiencing exponential growth in uh, subscribers, which it's still in the single digits. So every time you add one, it's, you know, it's an exponential. exponential. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's cool, man. It's cool that people care. Um, it, let's, if you guys want to get the conversation going over there, um, that would yeah. be amazing. And it's just cool to see that um, we're part of that kind of organizing system for the internet right it's like yeah it, like I, there's this famous not famous but there's this bit from uh broad city where uh or maybe it's actually something abby from broad city said in real life she like got embarrassed because her mom was telling everyone she's on youtube it's like oh you gotta see abby's videos she's on youtube and she'll be like mom anyone can be on youtube that's hilarious it's it's kind of like that right like it's super cool we're on there but there are subreddits for like so many different millions of things totally it's like my mom saying i'm on the internet yes exactly or or like i think i I think i told you guys this before i published my big cut chemist piece and my grandma was like i thought you said published this is just on the internet (laughs) (laughs) damn dude grandma trolling i thought you meant print i don't (laughs) Took, took it this? down from one article a year to zero. Um, so anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah so anyway, that's the thing. And uh, I just happened to look it up again today. And the people in there, the people who post in the subreddit were like, oh, they acknowledged us. 
which like oh yeah we acknowledge Absolutely. all of you that's great Absolutely. well you know if there's um yeah if there's some action to be had I'll, we should definitely start a little you know reddit account um i started one and coincidentally enough it was a hundred episodes ago oh, for, wow. la- for our last poets and I, I signed up and was like this is amazing i'm gonna upload it zero response so uh <laughs> hopefully in these hundred episodes that have passed we can get something a little bit more fruitful. i don't think I you mean, should have used poet. the username last poet 69 <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of ways that that could go i got a um, lot of spam it was weird I, yeah <laughs> uh, but man that's just speaking of this last hundred episode run uh we're super fortunate to uh still be churning these out. Shout out to all the, the listeners, enthusiasts who, uh, who have been supporting the program. It's been a good uh, last week or so for us in terms of like media coverage, uh, right, as much right. as a, a podcast can expect. Um, our humble podcast network, Stony Island Pods and Podcast Magnate, Open Mike Eagle, which is how I will refer to him going <laughs> forward. Uh, was featured in Fast Company. Nate, I'm going to keep just going back to you for all my my literary, you know, d- define. I had somebody at work ask me, what is Fast Company? Like, Fast what, Company, what type of magazine is that? It, it's a business magazine. Uh, and I'm sad you're not going to call me Magnate. Uh, <laughs> it was right there. Uh, Sorry, bro. I described it as to several different people as either the, it's a kind of magazine you read in your doctor's office or you buy at the airport. Yep. It's like, it's it's like really punchy, usually pretty short, like, um, articles on like the state of the world of business. So like they would have been all over like the rise of WeWork. Like that would have been a big feature in Fast Company, like three years ago or when that was going down. So, um, it's, it's not like Forbes. It's not like focused just on billionaires and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like, it has like a design sensibility of, I don't know if you guys remember like good magazine. Mm-hmm. um when that was okay. that was the big thing it's like it's like a everything's visual there's a lot of charts some graphic right. has a really punchy design they keep the articles pretty pretty you know not surface level but just short um sure. which i appreciate when i'm waiting for the dentist or whatever so um <laughs> that's what fast company is it's a really cool magazine it's a national magazine it's an honor to be in there and it's super cool. yeah and hyperlinked in there so there's a, yeah. a new a new article in fast company detailing the rise of Stony Island Pods and uh, Open Mike Eagle's kind of leadership in bringing hip-hop narratives to the forefront, um, untold hip-hop narratives to the forefront, which is something I know he's been talking about for a while. So it was great to see it reflected in print. And like a good magnate should, uh, he tossed the praise around to to all the the pods on, on Stony Island. Uh, we were all mentioned. So yeah, it was Definitely um, a warm and fuzzy moment. Unlike Dave Ma, me and Nate don't be in the magazines all the time. So, <laughs> so we were just kind of uh, reveling in that. So you should definitely uh, check that out on Fast Company's um, website. I immediately sent it to my old boss, who was the only person I know who literally would have like copies of Fast Times mm. or Fast Company uh, <laughs> on her desk. So that was a, a, a point of, a point of pride for me, but that's not where this stops. We were also mentioned in a, uh, it's a European magazine called The Quietus. I was trying, I was going for a British accent. I couldn't get it. Among us, Dave is the quietest. (laughs) (laughs) Damone, you are the loudest. 
<laughs> the loudest. I, I like to sit somewhere in the middle if I can. Until you laugh, but yeah. Um, <laughs> we, so we we were uh, we were mentioned as a source along with um, Zillaraka and and Alaska and some other cool folks. Um, the Quiet is doing an article about the cold vein, uh, which was yeah really cool to uh, to see. And and now Dave, we're source material now. Is that like a thing? You can. <laughs> We're, we're the primary sources, man. Yeah. Oh it, my God. Very dope to see ourselves in this, the quietest, the, uh, you know, British online music, pop culture sort of website. They do reviews and interviews and dope pictures and photo photographic layouts and stuff. Um, yeah, man, that coupled with Fast Company was probably like the two and only pleasant surprises I had this week. So, okay. <laughs> so cheers to is. that. Absolutely. But but last week was a was a good week for you, I think, or or two weeks ago, uh, your article about your interview with Black Thought dropped in the Paris Review. Excuse me. Oh. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty prestigious. Uh, how you feeling, man? That was a, that was a big deal. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for the platform. Um, it's something that we that I've been working towards since like the very beginning of COVID. I believe in March 2020, I landed wow. the interview. And we've been going back and forth. Um, we finished it over, I think, two phone calls. One was like an hour long, one was like 45 wow. minutes. So they are very in depth. Um, the response has been great, not just from like casual fans, but also like the sort of journalistic um, crew that we, mm -hmm. roll, we roll with. So shout out to everybody. Thank you. Um, looking forward to see what everybody else is doing next. I'll yeah, bet. man. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, nobody bro. Nobody else is I, doing that, dude. It's like, no. Uh, no. They thank said you. this online wow. and uh, people told us we have to get a room, but I actually think I'm happier about this than David. <laughs> it's like, so I'm just like, this is the culmination of so many different conversations. Totally. Had over totally. the years and like to do it with such a high level rapper, the highest level rapper ever. And I just like the fact that they gave you quite a bit of room to flex on the intro. Like usually the intros are kind of like something you kind of not, not totally. Yeah. I know you work hard on your stuff, but it's usually just not that much word count. You just don't have a lot of room right. to flex. So I like to see that it's right. not just about your organizing and excellent editing and condensing, but your writing, you know, like that. Yeah, I appreciate that, that, man. I appreciate that. Well, you know, since totally. we're doing a little inside baseball, that, that intro was like 75% longer. So I, I, I told Nate about this sort of to the side, but it slowly, you know, dawned on me that this is for a very, very general audience. You know what I mean? So, okay. you okay. know, I, I would have to say Black Thought from Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Right. So right, uh, from, right. from The Roots, which was a rap crew from the 90s, it's like shit like right, that you have to right. add in that makes you realize, okay, this isn't for Passion of the Weiss readers. You right. know what I mean? Okay. Right. But um, very grateful for the platform and... Um, you know, I got a couple other ones lined up for the Paris Review, and uh, they're talking, oh, they're, they're throwing out some big names. So uh, fingers okay. crossed on those. That's dope. Okay. Thank Can you. Can you yeah, interview Paris a... and like maybe <laughs> <an> album? <laughs> and the universe will explode at that wow. moment. That'll be too much synthesis for uh, wow. like, like, read my review of Bush Killer in the Paris <laughs> Review. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's yeah. amazing, man. It's a big, big accomplishment. I hope oh, you took a moment you. to enjoy it, not just uh, get to work on the next one immediately. <laughs> I did. I did. But always fun to, to jump on the next one as well. But yeah, yeah thank you guys. Sure. Thanks for the support and everything. Of course. For sure.
Absolutely. Absolutely. So between now and when Dave talks to Rihanna, let's try to keep our, <laughs> our podcast group together. Only success can break us apart. Um, Hopefully she but, uses the video portion and not. Just the <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good week for the bros. Um, and our recent streak of money interviews just keeps chugging along. We have another dope interview lined up for y'all this week. Um, one of the, I think the best new records um, to come out this year was a Bruiser Wolf's Dope Game Stupid, um, which of course Nate put me on to uh, first off of uh, Danny Brown's Bruiser Brigade label. Um, one of the best new voices in rap right now. Super funny, punchline savvy, you know, streetwise poet. And we are fortunate enough to get an interview with him today. So here it is, our interview with Bruiser Wolf, Dad Bod Rap Pod. All right, Dad Bod Rap Pod, every week we have interviews with people who are moving and shaping hip hop culture. This week is no different. Joining us on the line, Detroit rapper with one of the dopest new albums out called Dope Game Stupid. Welcome to the program, Bruiser Wolf. What's happening, man? Oh man, it's blessing, man. Blessed to be here, man. It was a hell of an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's a hell of a record, man. We're, we're all fans of, of Dope Game Stupid. Um, just such a, an entertaining record. What are some of your Detroit influences? I know a lot of times it's it's said that you you know people have compared you to Sugar Free and E Forty, but I'm wondering as a as a Detroit cat, who are the rappers that uh, influenced you coming up? Oh man, um, Tupac. Um, from Tupac, Notorious to Biggie, uh, um, Jadakiss. You know, uh, of course, Jay Z. But it used to be like important, like like when you hear when you hear the humor in me, you hear the, the expression, and it's like that come from the Beastie Boys. Like you know, what I'm saying. Ooh, okay. I used to okay. love the Beastie Boys when I was young. The dopest shit in the world was Brass Monkey, Monkey, Brass Monkey, Donkey. Like it was just it did something to me when I was a kid. So. I like the dad, I like the entertainers, like I like the third base. People wouldn't believe that, you know what I'm saying? But just the normal hip hop like that, though. Really, real talk. That's so dope, man. Um, thank you um, for sort of letting us in on your uh, influences. Um, you know, I want to just touch a little bit on Danny Brown. Obviously, he's an an important component to the album and just the whole Blues Brigade since he founded it. Um, can you talk a little bit about your relationship with Danny as well as the track "I Am an Instrument"? Oh, man. Um, first off, man, I'm just blessed that he in my life, man. You know, uh, it's just so special. Like, you know, when I first met him, like, I used to listen to Danny back in the day when we was in high school, like Reservoir Dogs, but I kind of got away from it. You know what I'm saying? Getting caught up in life. I never followed his career. And I, I, when I met him, it was so genuine. I didn't know who he was like that. You know, I didn't know he was such a big mega star. So, that conversation led to me coming over here, kicking it with the fellas, and just, you know, like the Bruiser Brigade, it ain't about status or none of that. You're like, we want to know who you is genuinely as a person. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
So Brown is just like, he don't care who he is. He just wants you to be 1,000, wants you to be real and what you stand for. But I love man, he'd give his clothes off his back, man. He'd, he went so hard for me, bro. Like, I'm just so blessed to have him in my life, bro, for real. Uh, and the, the song, I'm an instrument, it comes from him, me sitting in the studio, me and Raffy listen to Raffy right here, too. He don't want to be seen. <laughs> Raffy, <laughs> oh, word? Yeah, he right here. We was just listening to some beats. But, um, Raffy. We love the production on there, man. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you, my G. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, his mystique is very important. <laughs> you know, but no, um, we was just listening to I'm an instrument. We was listening to a beat. And Brian used to, we have these talks. You know, we might smoke a, a doobie or whatever, and we get to talking, and he'd say, man, Wolf, he get to analyze. He's such a a music guru, like he just study all types of music. He just in tune to music, bro. You wouldn't even think that a cat from Linwood uh, uh, would be that so intellect with his music. And he was just like, "Well, if you 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 got your own sound. You you an instrument, man. You know, like I'm, I'm an instrument too." And um, I just went home with it, and I thought about it. it. Was like Christmas night when I heard the song, and I made. It. I'm like, "Ooh, shit!" And I went and came and hollered at Bimo, and Bimo was like, "Send him the record. It's Christmas Eve." So I sent him the record over the phone. I said, Merry Christmas, man. And he like, uh, this fire. And, you know, it went from there. Come from talk. Like, we just kick it, man. And that's how, you know, music come about, man. It's really a musical family over here, man. Like, really, we listen to all kind of music. That's but, yeah, man, it's my bro, man. I love him. Bruiser, if you don't mind, can you help us understand how we write? Um, is it kind of like you're writing one song at a time understand. or you're just putting lines together? Um, is it kind of like be used you're writing one like, song at a time? How do you do that? Nate, Nate with the great question. Uh, I just um, really, bro, like what I really do is whatever I'm going through in life or whatever, I'm just – I'm jotting down metaphors all day. I can see anything, anything. I could be riding in a car from the streetlight stop sign to from circles to numbers to anything. I might just jot it down if it was unique. You know what I'm saying? So I got a billion metaphors in my phone, billion metaphors I write down. And then I get to the beat and I might, I might come with the concept or one of the bars I jotted down might be a hook. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a decent phrase, but, um, once I get the concept, I might dig back into the phone or into my archive and find metaphors that goes with that. You know what I'm saying? Or I just might just go for scratch with it. You know what I'm saying? If I'm feeling it like that, you know, there's so many ways I do go, but I like to combine metaphor, everything unique, silly me shit you never heard before. Like, damn, I took a chance on it. And I kind of like use transitional synthesis to, to make it work with that, with that, um, you know, concept or the thesis or what, what you, whatever you, you know. And I just go like that, bro. I just find a 16. I might not even count a 16. I might not have a hook. I might just want to go crazy, give them 40 bars or something, you know. That's basically how I come out. I come out like the damn slam dunk contest sometimes. <laughs> For real, bro. That's the truth. Yeah, man. That, that's what's up, man. And you, you got some zingers on there, man. I think that was what uh, originally drew me to it. But you have a delivery that's that's kind of unorthodox. Like we're talking to you right now, but you have a rap voice and a delivery that's kind of different. Can you talk about how you you landed on that? And did did cats give you any pushback when you first came out with that style? Was was were any, was anybody critical of, of how you was coming? No, but people 
like coming from Detroit, like the way I came from the gutter of Detroit, the showcases from the underground to the Friday night cipher at the radio station. And it's really a competitive nature, man. It's really competitive, you know. So of course at first they're like they weren't taking me serious. But the bars are so like ridiculous. They like, hold on now, who the hell? You know, and, um I just uh the way the style came, like, one time I got sick or whatever. I always cherished the stylistic. I always thought falsetto singers, earth, wind, and fire, and was always going to be timeless guys. And that's why I always want to be a timeless guy with this music, considering where I'm at with it. I want to make timeless music. I can't play. I can't come out here and make no bop shit. I got to come with the hip-hop and come with it. But my voice, I got sick, and I made a song called God Bless How True This. And I was forced to do the song because I was tight on money, and I was... Uh, I had to get the studio session and book the, I had to, somehow I had to go to the studio and get the, the session that I had booked. But I did it, my voice was right, and it was dope. And it was really, God bless our truth, it was an allergy song, but it was basically saying I'm allergic to y'all rap music. But I really was sick, you know what I'm saying? And they like, dog, your voice so different. And they, I want to showcase, they put it on the radio station, they kept playing it, you know what I'm saying? So it went from there to going to the Friday Night Cypher. And the Friday Night Cypher, you never know what beat you're going to get. And my voice, you got to have a breathing down. You know, I can't just be, in my bars, I go down there with, you know, it would sound like it's running on, but I never know what beat I was going to get. So I would go down there and uh, I would spit something. I would have to double up just to catch the beat. You know, they like, damn, he ad-libbing himself. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just trying to catch the rhythm. And, you know, seeing the stuff in, that's where they probably say the sugar-free come in because I squeeze stuff in, but... That's where the style came from. And then I get to these weird-ass Raffy beats. I had no choice. <laughs> I had no choice but to, uh, you know, come with that unorthodox because I wanted to get my words off. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I look at it now, I'd be like, damn, I didn't know I was unorthodox, but I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't no steady. You know what I mean? But yeah, I got some tracks that's different, some tracks that's not. You know what I mean? But it's really the, the pitch of that voice and the breathing that makes me, uh, you know, that style, man. You know what I'm saying? I have to be real careful how I'm flowing, you know? Thank you for answering that, man. I really appreciate that. Um, you had mentioned a little bit about sort of the competitive nature of rap. And I know that you had a history playing arena football as well. Just a history with sports. Um, can you tell us a little bit about sort of your thoughts and your dreams as an arena football player and how that transitioned to rap music? Man, I never wanted to play arena, man. I never did. I wanted to go to the league. Mm. I wanted to make it. I was a ball. I was an animal at the center. 6'2". I was a little undersized, though. 6'2", 270. I can get down the field. I can, I can kill you on screens. I was one of the best, man, I thought. You know, I was one of them. I wanted to be like Ray Lewis as a center, though. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Getting down the field, making crucial blocks and shit. But uh, I wound up, you know, messing up in school, bro, like dropping up. I was a, a big-time thinker. I wanted to be an electrical engineer at an HBCU at Clark Atlanta and fucking play football. It wasn't going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Because as an engineer, you got to pay much time in as an engineer than you do as a football player. And I wound up messing up, bro. And, uh, went home. Got on a semi-pro team, and somebody came and seen me play. I was killing people. All them old men smoking cigarettes. I was whipping their ass. Uh, <laughs> they was out there on the sideline smoking cigarettes. I swear to God. But arena team came and seen me, seen my film, picked me up. Tennessee Valley Raptors. And I just went and played, you know what I'm saying, dealing with life, man. I was struggling shit. I went and played, still trying to keep the dream alive. 
I looked at rap like sports, like, damn, I got a better jumper than this dude got a better jumper than my words, you know? And I just, you know, I kind of like went from there, brother, rapping and like, believe it or not, there's a lot of athletes because you just saying the competitive nature and all of that, man, there's a lot of athletes rap, you know what I'm saying? There's a whole bunch of athletes that rap, man. We, It's like, uh, what do you say? Uh, you either... Uh, you got a wicked jump shot or something like that. Uh, <laughs> and that's just how I go, man. Everybody wanted to be a – I know everybody wanted to be a superstar coming up some way, somehow. You know what I'm saying? But uh, – and it just went to to, to plan to, to, to rap it, man. I take a really a chance. And there's my faith on this shit, bro, with the rapper. You know what I'm saying? I could have been through the Thailand. You know, according to the world, you know, OG ain't got no place in rapping. You know what I'm saying? I'm like a – 20-year-old senior, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I said, like, I'm still – come out rookie of the fucking year. Like, who the hell is this guy? Uh, I'm not sure if you this felt like this from your side, but from our side, um, your music seemed to hit with the music writers, the hip-hop writers first. Like, the, I want to give a shout-out to the homie Max Bell who connected us with you and who just wrote you up in Spin for Blue Chips. And I was just wondering – like, does that matter to you? Like, does does it matter to you that the, the kind of insiders caught on to your music first? Or is your music for the people? Or, like, how do you see that? Man, honestly, like, I was telling you about competition in the city. Like, people knew I was pretty good in the city and all that. But it was kind of, all my fans was rappers. You know what I'm saying? So they're competitive. They don't want it. It's like the crab in the barrel effect. So... The new writers now, the, the 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 shit that I'm getting now, man, nobody ever commented on my music like that, ever. You know what I'm saying? So, they're my new fans. That's why I relate to Max. Max, my homie. I call Max right now. Like, hey, I'm on, you know, I'm on the podcast. You man, right? <laughs> That's what I want. I have a relationship with y'all. It's 100 because y'all respect the music, and um, that means a lot to me, man. You know what I'm saying? The, the writers is my homies now. You know, it's a real like. I never expected this. You know, I get DMs every day about quotables, bro. It's, it's a, I mean, I get them in Japan, Greece, Russia, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I thank God for Danny Brown for that, too. You know, it's already the platform already set up. But uh, that's, that's this, man. It's crazy, man. It's all kind of in awe right now. That That's dope. Uh, so two-part question. One is tell the people a little bit who don't know what Bruiser Brigade is, and then how did you come up with the name Bruiser, Bruiser Wolf? Um, I was a big wolf at first, right? And I was just leaving um, Arena Football. I bought three twenty, big moglet motherfucker out here, and uh, and every time I uploaded my music, it was thirty thousand big wolves and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just okay. irritating. Okay. I wanted to get away from that. For the family, man, for us. We're different and we're unique. It takes J.U.S. to tell you who he is, but, man, it's a, some real cats, man. Everybody want us all to win. Everybody working towards the same efforts. You know what I'm saying? I got love for all, all my Bruiser Brigade. Man, they give you what they got. You know what I'm saying? We're a family, and we we, we we so blessed and thankful that we get to do this. You know what I'm saying? But we all together as one. Shout out to the Bruiser Brigade. You know what I'm saying? We're a family, man. We love each other. We're about our own families, our kids. You know what I'm saying? It's righteous, man. We're trying to make this timeless, undeniable music, man. That's it. Uh, 2014's project, Dope, which means Do Our People Exist. Um, it was a collection of songs. And that was sort of your first release, but probably not a proper debut. Um, can you sort of compare the making process 
of your 2014 album Dope versus the new one? Um, there's no damn comparison at all. I was bullshitting around <laughs> playing with music. SoundCloud rapper at his finest. Really, there's no, like, I always had that thought that's been in me. So that's the real shit I can compare to that. You know, Dog Game Stupid and Do Our People Exist is really the same shit, kind of, but it's no comparison. Not, you know, that's why I really didn't release it or put it on no platform. I just, you know, it was on uh, SoundCloud. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's basically it. That's all that was. Do you have other material? That's deep, that's deep that y'all found that. That's deep y'all found that. <laughs> Do you have other material in the chamber just ready to drop, or are you putting together the follow-up album as we speak? Oh, man, shit. We got shit in the chamber, man. And Brown and Rafi, like, getting shit and making collages with this shit. So it's like, I got shit I just did, like, since the success and the way I've been feeling. All of the touring I'm hearing and the overseas shit, like my Rams is crazy now. So I got some shit that's so crazy right now. You know, we got a lot of shit in the works I can't tell y'all about, but y'all be looking out. Uh, it's so much work we got with the Bruiser Brigade. Shit, man. It's in the chamber, in the vault too, shit. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, man, we really appreciate you making the time to, to talk to us. Like we said, we're big fans. All of our listeners, go and check out Dope Game Stupid. Uh, shout out Bruiser Wolf, man. We really appreciate it. I appreciate y'all, man. For real, for real. Dad bod rap pod. That was our conversation with Bruiser Wolf. Shout out to him for coming on and growing down with us. Um, talking or knowing we were going to talk to him got me thinking about the question of the week, which for this week was what was the last or not the last? What is a rap punchline that literally made you laugh out loud? So something funny that like actually made you laugh out loud. I know. Um, the deeper we get into the LOL era, I find that I laugh out loud less, but there are still moments where I'll be like, huh, that was funny. Um, that's how you know Nate thought something was really funny that you said he'll be like, that was funny. Intellectually, what you did was a comedic riff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's how you know you really got it. Like I that's, see what that's you did uh, my high, high expression pre- smile. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so um, with that being said, I, I, I put out the question. This was probably our most robust response uh, to question of the week. Some themes emerged. Some uh, rappers came up multiple times. I think I would break down the top three folks who were mentioned as like laugh out loud punchline guys. Uh, Sean P. <clears throat> Redman. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Fife. I said top three, but now I'm going to do five. Uh, Two Chains and Dark Horse. Hemes from uh, Das Racist 
came up several times Ooh. and I'm like, and I know these lines. I got a weird relationship with Das Racist. I, I need to, <laughs> I need to unpack that this. another time. Yeah, it's a little bit. Uh, you so like very, the very strange. Showed. You like the videos only, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm really into Tahim sometimes, I don't get it. Um, so as usual, I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read the tweets. Uh, if you wanna be a part of this segment, all you need to do is respond, uh, quote, tweet. I really appreciate when y'all quote, tweet the uh, question of the week on our Twitter timeline, at DadBodRatPod. Um, so let's get into it. Going to read just a, just a random sampling of, of some of them. Uh, first one I will read is from Please Help Out the Box. Please help out of the box, thanks. Uh, at please underscore box underscore thanks. Mad villain been as high as cat man do and tilted to the side like a fat man's shoe. Mm. 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 Doom had zingers, am I yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about Doom, it's like, I can think of 50 Doom ones off top, you know? Yes, yes, ab absolutely. Um, it, but what I always loved about Doom is uh, he did it in this, we've talked about this quite a bit. Right. Uh, in this Groucho Marxian style of like, yeah, like, right. you know. Right. We're in, we're in on the say. joke. Yes, yeah. totally. And it's not, he's not a punchline rapper. Right. Not, right. not necessarily. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. He's, he's funny and he's, his stuff is really reference dense and that's where a lot of the humor comes from. But yes. it's like, Sean P is the ultimate punchline rapper like he, right. he's like yes set up knock down it's a joke structure and all the way through mm -hmm. and it's gruff mm -hmm. and it's on on the beat you know what i mean like yeah if you want to know all what a, if you guys want to know what the semantics of punchline rapping is listen to some it's, sean price just choose any song and that's right. what yeah. it is. <laughs> totally totally he's he's definitely he was was name checked a bunch um uh, another New York MC that was uh, not name checked a bunch, but I, I just love this line. So I'm going to read this tweet. This comes from at Harvey Cliff MC, frequent contributor to our timeline. I'm New York before it turned into a bike lane. Mayhem Loren. Um, just <laughs> the, topical. That made me LOL earlier today. So yeah. yes. I, I don't know if you Absolutely. guys saw this, but um, Rough Trade, the yeah. kind of brand and record store and record label is moving to Times Square and it's yeah. causing consternation among um, the New York factions of our timeline. And it's, it's a UK company, so maybe they okay. but they, they had this giant warehouse space in Brooklyn where they would do events and have a record store and stuff. And they're moving into 30 Rockefeller Center. So it's like, you wow. kind of can't pretend you're indie anymore at that point. Right. When you're, you're prime time then. Yeah, very, totally. yeah, very you ice skate and buy a Raincoats record. You're, you're good to go. There you go. It, it, I'm just telling you, the underground is mainstream and vice versa. Um, our next one comes from the homie uh, Sean Kantrowitz at Sean Dammit. Uh, check out Can't Knock the Shuffle. He's a, a podcast bro on the Stony Island Network. Um, again, uh, Das Racist shows up a bunch of times, teams in particular. <laughs> I'm at the Pizza Hut. I'm at the Taco Bell. The combination made my eyes bleed. Um, <laughs> re obviously, referencing off Wu Tang. If, if you, I remember that line and hearing it like, oh, right. you motherfuckers are funny. Like, yeah. that's your whole yeah. bit. Like, y'all totally. trying to be funny. Well, shout out to John too. Uh, I mean, Sean too, as well for the uh, 
uh, W.E. Du Bois and Heavy D and the Boys. I uh, love that. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. come on, come on. Totally. And, and shout out to Quest Love for, uh, you know, sort of recognizing it and the retweet and the yeah. little uh, extra love, you know? Yeah, um, let me let me get to the brother question. Chiming in on question of the week, I kind of feel like we just need to shut it down now. I'm not <laughs> sure. No. Question of the week? Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> He's the question of the week every week. Yes, yes. Uh, Quest, we really Quest appreciate the week. <laughs> we, we appreciate Questlove chiming in. Uh, and this is, uh, you know where he is on Twitter, find him. Uh, for some reason, the genius of the real red man's mistaken identity description and serial killer lived rent-free in my head for years. Don't shoot out the phone booth. I aim at your party. Hit the wrong, wrong group. Happy birth. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> so good so good red man another frequent contributor um frequent contributor to this i was surprised that nobody used the red man or brought up the red man line um i've been through more trees than sunny bono yeah um which came out right after sunny bono died in a skiing accident and i was like that's very crass but in, in <laughs> you know in retrospect pretty damn funny um he's great dude um, yeah your seed you know your weed has more seeds than odb and odb oh totally mm. Mm. It's, it's actually interesting there wasn't more biz Marquee, odb like some of your more classically funny right rappers but totally, but some totally. guys are funny in their um in their delivery and the way they do it i found right. that people kind of gravitated towards things that looked funny written Right, um, right. And I think people didn't really want to like chime in too much on the Bismarcky or the Prince Pauls who are like overtly comical, which right. made okay. it too, okay. too easy for them. Right. But I mean, okay. I, but they're way up on my list always. Yeah. So. <laughs> as, as the funny, and to that point, uh, at Dave Era has, has one of my favorite ODB lines, which I believe is written by Jizza. And that Jizza also says in another rap, which is really interesting to That's me. That's funny but in and of itself. It, it just really is. And, and one of the reasons I, I love ODB so much, because he can take somebody else's rhymes and just make them his. Um, but at Dave Era brings up the ODB line. Um, An MC start to vanish, stepped up to a jet plaque kid and started speaking Spanish. Yo, he wasn't from Panama. Asked him how he got so dark. That nigga said, Santanama! <laughs> love it. <laughs> love it. I've always loved that line. That's Hilarious. pretty funny um, and a pretty clear precursor of uh, buy you a mansion somewhere in Wisconsin style. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Hey, totally. One, one week we're going to do totally. question of the week. That's all the mispronunciations. Totally. I was thinking about totally. last, last night, I was thinking about when Karis once says, who is more dramatical? And I was right. just like, oh, right. so good. Right. Uh, Doom has a, uh, has a line where he rhymes hibachi with something, something mirage. Like, he, he, he likes to say mirage, but yeah, it's, but it's brilliant. You know? Ab absolutely. Um, Two Chains has a bunch of lines in here. There's, there's, a, there's a bunch of other rappers uh, that are mentioned, and we want to shout out everybody that uh, participated in this running gag that we do here on Dadbot Rap Pod. Like I said, one of the most... Uh, robust threads we've had thus far and uh, we appreciate appreciate everybody chiming in also saw chino xl and uh quest the mad lad kind of lurking there in in the thread kind of liking the mad some lad of is a very funny rapper 
Yes. Uh, his, yes. His, he was kind of a comedy rapper. I don't know if he would agree with that, but that like uh, a thousand and one things to do with your girl. Like that's, yes. that's a straight up comedy song. Far Side also mentioned a few times. Yes. Like, especially on the first album, they were essentially going for comedy. Like totally. song Ya Mama. Oh. <laughs> like, it's such a funny song and like something that yeah. we all, i mean snaps and the whole your mama joke kind of discourse of the 90s is all tied up in that i was just doing like kind of a riff on that with a friend over text who's actually going to come visit me in a while and it's like your mom is so vaxxed <laughs> how vaxxed is she <laughs> nice exactly nice that's we god we were a little bastards in the 90s i, I remember going way too deep oh, uh, in that whole they made books yeah, about it. That like, you I could, actually that wish you could I could get. find my books. I, I have, I've been going through all my old stuff, as you guys know, and I found like my Wayne's World book and I thought the snaps would be like right underneath it. Right. No. That's no. a good no. book. No, no, the, the, you couldn't find the snap. Well, when I was coming up, and I think this is how I started rapping, honestly, when I think about it, seventh, eighth grade, like snaps were so big. It got to the point where if you were found out to be using the ones from the book, like that was whack. Like right. that was totally. like pre-written. Right. Like so people totally. were like, uh, totally. yeah, you got to come with your own snaps, dude. So uh, <laughs> you can't get your snaps from Ballet Fair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're from Santa Clara, Dave, is that fair? That's where I got that it. Fair? He's like, he's like real talk. That's where I got it. Probably um, unfair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out South Bay Malls. Uh, right. And everybody that chimed in on the, on the question of the week. Typically post these on uh, Sunday, sometimes Sunday. If you get it in before Monday noon, uh, I take random screenshots and we share them here on air. So uh, you might could get a shout out. Not to put a damper on things, but I do think in the interest of our collective growth and development, way too many lines, the butt of the joke was something about a woman and your dick and like right. just way too right. many. Like right. guys, come on, let's let's... Let's let's aim a little bit higher. Although even, there are some generally funny even lines. the five lines, which were the most quoted, were like, "Oh, he said jizz." You know what I mean? It's right. Like, it's like I, I love those lines too, but it was like, "Come on." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I out loud, and then people were actually copying too, especially like the um, the Siemens furniture line, like not even getting it until later. No, right. no, until the documentary, I didn't understand what that meant. Like mm. see and see it was it's Siemens as a brand, which I didn't understand was a brand. Right. Uh Fife met mad clever. I don't remember laughing to it though. That's that's kind of you what, know what I mean. It's like you, yeah. you laughed when you got it 20 years later. It's like that's yeah. that's when you do a oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crash your car. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> so but, you know, no, um on topic, I want to shout out Devin the Dude as well. Hilarious. Oh my God. Like, yes, he doesn't get absolutely. enough props. Just, totally. just to interject. So just yes, the song Boo-Boo-In is funnier <laughs> than most rappers' catalogs. Totally. That, totally. He is so funny. He's so funny. Yeah. He's like Dave yeah, Chappelle-ish yeah. to me. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Oh, that's a great corollary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and it's it's just interesting the role that a comedy plays and has played in rap uh, over time. Um, and so shout out to, uh, you know, all the funny rappers, um, shout out to Bruiser Wolf, who's funny as hell. Yes. Um, a couple of folks, uh, bigged up some of his lines, um, in, in the thread. I think even though I'm just new to the record, one of the lines that stood out, um, is he said, a uh, couple shots and some brew. I treat my 
dogs better than white folks do. <laughs> Done. That's the man's hilarious. a genius. That's hilarious. Man's a genius. That's pretty exaggerated because that's impossible, but that's really funny. <laughs> uh, so and that's I what got, makes it so funny. Yeah. Um, totally. so that's, that's great. That's yeah. Great. So shout out to Bruiser Wolf for coming on and, uh, and chopping it up with us. Uh, we got jokes, but we also got mugs. Um, we don't got hugs yet, <laughs> not all that, but we got, we got mugs for y'all. So definitely check out, um, you know, the dad bod rap pod, uh, link tree. You can get all the merchandise there through a uh, merch engine and podcast magnate open Mike Eagle. I just imagine when you go to merch engine, it's just like Mike Eagle at his house, like running to get a mug. I'm sure it's not like that. That's all I like to. I think like. technically Mike's little part of the merch engine world is merch central. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. He, so, he is a, a mug proprietor. A, a little space under his desk is how I imagine it. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's still mugs under there that say dad bought rap pod. So if you want to be down with the movement, uh shout out rap ferrera for for posting a pic drinking out of the dad bod rap pod mug shirtless too he's really going out of his way to help us sell those mugs <laughs> much appreciated i think that's the only way you should drink out of the dad bod rap pod mug i think that's Stinge mandatory the chest hairs to yes it. absolutely uh get your chesticles out and uh cop a dad bod rap pod mug uh, we'll have some other merch coming in, in the future, not too distant future, but you know, if you want to support the program, that's the best way that you can do it right now. Uh, you know, as always, we are on Twitter at dad bod rap pod. We are on Instagram at dad bod rap pod. We drop new episodes every Thursday. This was 169, bros. Uh, we didn't even make any us. jokes again. We're not going for the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> no, especially after I chided everyone for their uh, excessive <laughs> dick jokes. Um, I will say this, just because, just because Blockhead brought it up, um, and we'll end the show on this, and a lot of people big this up as, as a laugh out loud line. I believe it's Big, big L. Um, I'm like Beavis because I get nothing but head. Yeah. So on that note, there was your dick joke, guys. <laughs> Dad bod, rap pod. Oh, yeah.